Hello, my friend, and welcome to the DDP, the Deeper Daily Podcast. For the sixth day of June, I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me. It's a Monday. This coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we will be at Grace Life Church in Culloden, West Virginia, the Hurricane, West Virginia area, with our friends Jamie and Lisa Wright. We've been privileged to go to Grace Life uh, each spring, early summer, somewhere in this time period, for the last three or four years. And every year we have such a great time connecting with new faces, reconnecting with old faces, and making what I think is um, kingdom connections and lifelong friendships. We've got to meet a lot of people from our podcast audience and people from the, that uh, have been impacted by our ministry. And I hope this year is no exception. That's coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Details on our website, um, address, times, all that good stuff. Check it out. And of course, we will record these encounters and have them up for you in subsequent weeks as we work our way through some material. We're getting a backlog of material of things that we've preached from the road and from our monthly meetings in Georgia and South Carolina. And those continue to pile up and uh, it's it's been a good time. We, we recently had a, a guest, an international guest at our Tuesday evening meeting in Georgia um, <clears throat> that uh, I, I greet if in case Barry is out there listening who drove through on his motorcycle from British Columbia, driving across the continental United States and stopped in to be with us. And I just want to give a tip of the cap to him and anyone else who is ever in our area in North Georgia, come see us north of the Atlanta area in Flowery Branch or in Chapin, South Carolina. We love to have you come to some of those meetings, be a part of what, uh, even if just for one meeting, be a part of what we're getting to do together. Well, what are we, the DDP audience, you and me, what are we getting to do together? We are getting to take a look at Paul's letter to his young protege, Timothy, namely the fourth chapter of First Timothy. And today we land on the eighth verse where Paul says, bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. There's a couple of things worth talking about in this text. The one that seems most obvious is that Paul contrasts the exercise of the physical man with the exercise of the spiritual man, and his contrast is that one profits you a little bit, the other one profits you a lot. But how, what's his quantifying measurement of what is a little bit? He doesn't say bodily exercise help you lose weight, bodily exercise make you stronger, bodily exercise make you live longer. Those might be interpolations. Those are things we think of when we think about bodily exercise. Um, It's possible that Paul meant some of those things, but they were not the body-conscious culture that we are. He uses bodily exercise. It seems to be that he's using bodily exercise as a contrast to the kind of thing one lasts only so long and the other lasts forever. Because listen to it again. Bodily exercise profits a little, Godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that is and that is to come. So it seems as if Paul is saying bodily exercise is to prepare you for the life that is. Spiritual exercise is to prepare you for the life that both is and is to come. Now, however Paul landed on it or wherever Paul was going with it, we are the final audience. And there's something to be said for context and intent. 
There's also something to be said with where the text ends up. Well, it ends up in our hands. What we do with it then becomes the interpretation that, well, in a way, it becomes the interpretation that matters. Because we can say, the author meant this, so whatever you think doesn't matter. And that's no good, because you're the one reading it. So what you think matters. Now, you can change what you think the more you understand the author's intent. But you and I both know that we, we hold a lot of things very close to our heart that have a chapter and a verse on it. And there's a really good chance that the author didn't mean for it to mean what we've made it to mean. That doesn't mean it doesn't mean that to us. Now, when we get more information, we might say, okay, I can't see that verse the same way anymore. And that's fine. That's a form of repentance in some ways. That's a changing of your mind. So whatever Paul might have meant by bodily exercise, it seems to me that it's just a simple contrast. You exercise your natural man, you still die. You exercise your supernatural man, you don't die in the realm of the supernatural. But what I see in this text, in my own context or in the context of our culture, in the modern culture, we have a body-conscious obsession. I, In my own lifetime, there's never been as much hyper-focus on exercise and physical health. I don't think it's unique in the history of the world, at least inside of subcultures. Like we, for instance, can read into the subculture of, say, the Spartan lifestyle in ancient Greece. We're talking pre-Christ era. And we j- just the archaeological record and the historical record shows a basic city-state obsessed with the natural body, obsessed with its form and its function and its strength and its beauty and what what went into maintaining it um, and a warrior-like lifestyle. Um, so th- within subcultures, we've had body obsessions before. I don't know that we've ever had access to so much criticism in the body obsession culture that we have now, and that's due to social media. It's due to cameras and the proliferation of technology. And so maybe now more than ever, we need to pay attention to this text. In a culture obsessed with the physical, obsessed with diet, obsessed with weight, obsessed with BMI and heart rate, and all of those things are obviously good. Why would we diss that? Paul doesn't diss that. But maybe what we could take from this scripture is don't major in the thing that's less important at the expense of actually exercising your spirit man. And how do we exercise our spirit man? I want to get into that tomorrow because I think in some ways the message of grace has kept us from talking about things like spiritual exercise or spiritual discipline for fear that these things are works. Well, the ultimate teacher of grace is the author of this verse. So let's look into what it might mean. We'll do that tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.